is a place of restoration. It's a place where women can be filled and then pour out onto others. The foundation of Bloom is the Word of God, and in each episode, we focus on God's illuminating, inerrant Word as we strive daily to live on fire for Him. In this episode, I'm going to talk about a piece that I wrote at the end of last year. It was entitled, Some People Try to Bring Something, But Nothing is Best. I'm going to expound on some of these lessons and talk about what I've learned in the years since. Everything that I say here is subject to your spiritual authority, the men and the women of God who help guide and shepherd you. Last year, I made the painful decision to sell my company. A lot of things changed that year. My understanding of who God was changed. My outlook on life changed. My work ethic changed. My comfort level changed. Everything changed. Knowing that he could use me in all of my brokenness to tell a story of redemption was powerful. The first lesson that I learned was that everything that man made can be broken. The Bible tells us that the things of this world, the created things, will be shaken. And what cannot be shaken, God, will remain. This is Hebrews chapter 12, verses 26 through 27. Up until the point that I had sold my company, I had lived a pretty decorated life, right? In my 20s, I moved to India. I visited almost 90% of Asia. I helped open a civil rights museum. I ran an anti-tobacco organization with my best friend. I started a company. I traveled the world. I had been honored with a multitude of awards. And then my world got real quiet. The things I created seemed to be shaken, my friendships, my relationship, my identity, until what was left was a foundation that I could rebuild on. When Abraham began his journey, he was a foreigner in a foreign land, and he left everything that he knew in obedience and in pursuit of God. The only thing that he could build on was the promise that God had given him. So where am I today? I am rebuilding, simply put, step by step, brick by brick, and my foundation has never been more clear. And the relationships and the friendships that remain are being strengthened with every brick that's being laid because they're supported by the foundation of Christ. There will be seasons where you may be repositioned, and that requires loss. All change requires loss. But if you understand that it's spiritual formation in action, and that God is going to set you up to fulfill your purpose in Him, you will have peace. Just trust that everything will work out for your good. The second lesson was about what success is. I used to think that success was a lot of what Americans think success is, right? More money, a fancy degree, a nice car, the ability to vacation on a whim, popularity and notoriety, all of that. But what I learned was that that kind of success was worldly success. The kind of success that God wants us to adopt is that success equals sacrifice. Success to God is obedience. It's about what you're willing to give up. Matthew chapter 16 verses 24 through 25 says this, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. 
For me, 2017 was a year of sacrifice. What was I willing to give up in full pursuit of the kingdom? What did I need to let go of? Abraham surrendered Isaac when he went up to the mountain to sacrifice his only son. Rahab surrendered her life when she hid the spies who were sent by God. Moses surrendered his insecurities to lead God's people out of Egypt, and they were all successful in his eyes. When we leave the familiar to grab hold of what God has for us, we are successful. So where am I today? I have a much deeper understanding of success, that it's not about who sees you or who knows you. For me, success is the freedom to be all that God has called me to be. Purpose requires sacrifice. When you know what God has called you to do, there are things that you just stop doing because they don't serve purpose in your life. You have to stop doing them in order to pursue God. The next lesson that I learned had to do with timing. What I learned was that the season I was going through was ordained. It was meant to happen and I needed to abide. I needed to stay right there until the Lord was finished doing his work in that season. I didn't need to run. I needed to stay. We all have seasons, seasons of abundance, seasons of silence, seasons of planting, seasons of harvest. The Bible says that there is a time for all things under the sun. There's a time to toil, a time to wait, a time to move forward, a time to delight. This is Ecclesiastes chapter three, verses one through eight. Social media paints the picture that in order for us to stay relevant, we should always be gathering our harvest, aka winning right? That your life should always look picture perfect, that you should always be reaping what you've sown. But you know what? It's okay to be silent. It's okay to take a break. It's okay to be hidden. God promotes in public what he prepares in private. You know, I couldn't imagine a world where I shared way less on social media than I do now, right? I always wanted to bring people into the fold. But I tell you, when everything in your life is shaken, you don't really care for status updates on Instagram or Instagram stories or Snapchat filters or whatever. You don't care about that stuff. In fact, we probably shouldn't even be spending that much time on social media because that's where comparison starts to creep in. So not only does God do all things well, we know that his timing is perfect, right? So if you think about a little child, if they're trying to do something before they're ready, it means that they're going to have a difficult road ahead, right? Would a four-month-old try to walk up steps? No, he's not ready for that yet, right? Like the child, some things just won't work until you're at a different stage at a different, more graduated season of your life. In Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3, it shows us that a vision waits for its appointed time. There is a time for everything, a time for growing and a time for waiting. And until my time comes for the things that I'm waiting for, my job is to continue to be busy about the kingdom, to be busy about the things of God, to trust the process and to stay hidden in his word. Galatians chapter six, verse nine says this, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. The next lesson that I learned was all about letting your life speak for you. 
So in Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11, we see Jesus near Lake Genesaret, right? Stepping into Simon's boat so that he can address the crowd of people near the lake's edge. Jesus was looking for a stage. He didn't ask Simon to use his boat. He needed a stage so that those crowding around the edge of the lake could see and hear him. Simon's boat was in the right place at the right time because of one reason. He did not get what he thought he wanted. As we later learn in scripture, Simon spent the entire night trying to catch fish, but was unsuccessful. And later that day, when Jesus came to Simon's boat, Simon was properly positioned to be used. Had Simon caught fish the night before, he wouldn't have been available as a vessel, as a stage for Jesus. He might have been at the market selling fish or preoccupied with something else. If God gave us what we wanted when we thought we needed it, would we still be an available stage to him? Would we be preoccupied? Would we corrupt what he gives us? As believers, our lives, our relationships, our marriages should be stages that the world can see Christ from. And sometimes that means removing us from the things that we think we want so that we can actually be available to him. After Jesus's message to the crowd and after telling Simon to drop his net, Simon received the very thing he wanted, a catch, but it only came at the right time, after he was obedient and after he was available to be used. Remember that our lives are stages. What is it going to say? You know, I got to the point where I realized that I didn't want to be the travel girl anymore. I didn't want to be known just for that. I wanted my life to speak something different. I wanted to be able to affect eternity. I wanted my stage to be one where people could see Jesus. Whatever you have to give up to be an available stage for Christ will come back to you tenfold. The next lesson that I learned was probably one of the most important and also one of the most challenging. It was about letting God into every single area of my life. Nothing would be hidden, not my music choices, my relationship, my friendships, or my job, for example. You know, we often want God to bless what we haven't submitted to him, right? I learned the importance of breaking up fallow ground. And fallow ground refers to uncultivated, unsown, and inactive ground. It's often uncultivated for a season or a few in order to restore its fertility. If rain falls on fallow ground, nothing grows because the ground has not been tilled, right? Fallow ground needs to be broken up in order to prepare it for growth. People desire growth, but they haven't prepared their hearts or other areas of their lives to be transformed. We should understand this one truth. All growth comes from rain. I learned that yielding every area of my life was the only way that I would break up my fallow ground in preparation for a season of harvest. Right? I expected the rain to produce the harvest even though the ground hadn't been prepared. And while I was waiting for the rain to fall, God was waiting for me to get the ground ready. And it was difficult, right? I had to let God into every area of my life piece by piece. It meant laying down my will for everything, my vision, my hopes, my dreams, everything. But you know what? I want you to know that God does not waste pain 
His plan is to grow beauty and purpose out of that pain, to grow a testimony out of that pain. There is always ministry in our misery. So long as our hearts are prepared and ready for rain, God will provide the increase. But we have to do our part. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 6 through 9. You know, I made a habit of posting a scripture and pinning it on my Twitter timeline for the entire year. This was my 2018 scripture. He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. To Psalm chapter 126, verse 6. It's a beautiful reminder that the seasons that we go through that are so painful, that are so draining, where we're so broken, God will use that to produce such a beautiful thing, a beautiful testimony, a beautiful ministry. It's mind-blowing when I think about it. It really is. The last lesson that I learned was also an important one. It was about when we try to bring the people and the circumstances of our past into our future. God's like, no, but we're so comfortable, right? We want the common comforts of those friends, of those circumstances. But when God is trying to elevate you, something's got to give, right? As a car drives forward, it burns fuel. It releases fuel. As a plane takes off, it releases fuel. Do you get it? Sometimes people, patterns of thinking or habits have no place in where God is trying to take you. I learned that the mindset of my past wouldn't work for my future understanding. I needed to be pruned of some things. My company had to go. Friends and friend groups had to go. And my circumstances had to change. How else would I learn what God was trying to teach me? God wants us to be more fruitful, more productive, and more like him so that we can be more effective for his kingdom. So we have to be pruned. This is from... John chapter 15. Pruning may be one of the most painful things that we will ever experience, and it often brings a lot of discomfort and pain, and it totally takes us out of our comfort zone. But without it, without pruning, we will never reach our purpose, our destiny, our calling. What I learned was that even though we try to bring something, nothing is best. Leave your familiar behind and grab hold of your destiny. Sometimes grabbing hold of that destiny means that you have to let everything go, everything. And you got to start over. You got to start from scratch. But I promise you that God will provide. He will give you provision. He will give you grace. He will be there every step of the way. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please subscribe to iTunes as well as rate and review this podcast. It will help Bloom reach many more women around the world just like you. I'd like to close this out in prayer. Father, we humbly come before you thanking you, not for what you've done, but for who you are. If you never do anything for us ever again, you have already done enough. Lord, I thank you for the life of every woman listening to this episode of Bloom. I thank you that you go before her daily, that you are a shield of protection for her. I thank you for her unique purpose. I thank you for her calling in the kingdom. I thank you for how beautiful you've made her inside and out. 
Lord, I ask for the forgiveness of our sins and the ways in which we've led people away from you, both knowingly and unknowingly. Lord, help us to tame our tongues, allowing us to speak in truth, always with love. I ask that you continue to elevate us, that you continue to use our stories of pain and you transform them into stories of hope, into testimonies of hope that we can share with people around us that will bring them closer to you. Lord, I thank you for gentle reminders that everything happens in your timing and that you always know best. Your word says that your ways are higher than our ways. Lord, help us to trust in you fully and wholeheartedly. God, let us not be caught up in the worldly definition of success. And let us always be reminded that success equals sacrifice. It's obedience to the things that you want us to do, the things that you've called us to do. Help us maintain, God. Help us to remain steadfast in the things that you've called us to do. Lord, let us abide in holiness and let our lives speak nothing but your word, nothing but your wisdom. You have so much to show us. You have so much to teach us. And all you need is a willing vessel. Lord, I thank you for everything that you've done, everything that you are doing. I thank you that we are yours. I thank you that you'll never leave us, God. We will go to the ends of this earth sharing your truth, sharing your light, sharing your hope with all of humanity. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.